Oh, just think about it. A week from now, we will have NFL Network on, and we will be just consuming the NFL scouting combine. At this point next week, the prospects will be in full workout mode. Actually, a week from yesterday, the workouts begin, and uh, I can't wait for it because it really does kick off NFL draft season, which is spelled S-Z-N. That's how you properly spell draft season. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as we are sitting here just, uh, what, now 48 hours, less than 48 hours before the prospects, between the before the brain trust, the, scouter, the scouts make their way and descend upon Indianapolis, uh, we will get into legit the prospects that the Cardinals should be eyeing come next week in Indianapolis. I'm your host, Bo Brock. Lots to get into as well today. DJ Humphrey's contract and how it's not as team-friendly as we initially thought it was. The three-year, $45 million deal that he inked with the Arizona Cardinals, $29 million guaranteed. Uh, But first, despite winning a Super Bowl, a former Cardinals star appears to remain salty at the franchise. That's your Locked On Cardinals lead story. I'm your host, Bo Brock. The Cardinals agreed to terms and signed offensive tackle DJ Humphreys to a three-year, $45 million contract extension to keep the former Florida product first-round pick in the desert. $29 million guaranteed. Former Cardinals fan favorite Tyron Matthew took to Twitter to tweet his congrats to his former teammate Humphreys with a hefty amount of shade attached to the tweet. At Matthew Era on Twitter, big ups to Hump on the deal. Don't let him take it back. The tweet was seen by many on social media as another effort by Matthew to criticize the Cardinals because of how the safety and the Cardinals parted ways in Arizona after Matthew spent his first five seasons of his career with the team. Matthew can certainly hold a grudge. If you follow him on social media, you'll see this. But it's misguided. Why punch down after winning a ring, after getting paid by the Kansas City Chiefs? This is completely, though, on brand with the Honey Badger. He's the ultimate chip-on-his-shoulder, me-against-the-world guy. It's what fuels him. It's what makes Matthew great, but also makes him come off as almost insufferable, hypocritical, and absolutely petty. Matthew's story's no doubt about it, inspiring. From where he grew up, to his issues with marijuana in college at LSU, to second-day NFL draft pick that the Cardinals took a huge risk on, to Defensive Player of the Year candidate to leader of the Arizona Cardinals, brutal knee injury in 2015, to then signing a massive deal on the heels of the injury and recovering, to then salary cap casually to now Super Bowl champion. The self-described savage seems to take the business side of the NFL personally. Matthew, after he signed his deal following his ACL injury, which was made with a giant leap of faith by the Cardinals organization that the Honey Badger was going to bounce back, it included $21.25 million in guaranteed. Also, not including another $18.275 million due in guaranteed monies if Matthew was on the roster the following league year. Matthew was a leader and a key contributor, defensive player of the year candidate before suffering the injury when the Cardinals locked in an NFC playoff berth against the Philadelphia Eagles in the 2015 season. The team went on to play in the NFC Championship game, and they sorely missed the Honey Badger. He played in 10 games the following season, and then in every single game the next season, 16 seasons, his last in the desert. The Cardinals certainly, and fans also would agree to this, 
They didn't see the same Honey Badger out there on the playing field. His impact was not Honey Badger-esque. He refused to restructure his contract. He took less money initially on the free agent open market after being waived by the Cardinals. After a year with the Texans, Matthew bounced back and earned big money once again. And this year, we all know, he helped the Chiefs to a Super Bowl title. So why, after all that success, why would Tyron Matthew tweet what he tweeted about the organization that bet on him when no others would? During LSU's national title run, you'd be hard-pressed to find a bigger Tigers supporter than Matthew. Maybe Odell Beckham Jr., who is literally handing out $100 bills to the players. But Matthew on Twitter, if you just look at his timeline, you know, there's even one that says, quote, forever LSU. He maintains love for the school that very publicly dismissed him after several drug policy violations, even following a Heisman finalist campaign. All this love remains for the purple and gold, but... Tyra Matthew has no love for the team that risked a third-round pick, brought him in, and had him mentored by his former LSU teammate Patrick Peterson. No, All love for the team that dismissed him, but no love for the team that gave him his first true NFL shot to prove himself after so many missteps in college. Many Cards fans had great responses and nailed their displeasure with the Honey Badger. At Jay Young, the genius, says, Go enjoy your trophy, bro. Why can't you keep the cards out of your mouth? At Harassment Bear on Twitter said, keep throwing shade at the team that gave you a shot. Real classy. Tyron Matthews is a great NFL player. He's had a lot of support along his long road to Super Bowl champion. And the Arizona Cardinals organization had a big part in that. And despite the ugly side of the NFL business, the franchise should probably no longer be part of petty punching down tweets from the NFL safety. Coming up next, how DJ Humphreys already is avoiding Tyra Matthews' ill-fated end to his Arizona Cardinals career. That's next. It's Locked On Cardinals. I'm your host, Bo Brock. Part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today, we have our first official Cactus League tilt. The Rangers at Royals out in surprise. And then this weekend, it is on a full slate of games. A's out there in Mesa at Sloan Park taking on the Cubbies. Mike Trout, the Angels. Out in Glendale, taking on the White Sox, Brewers, Rangers, D-backs, Rockies, Salt River Field, Mariners and Padres. Of course, they share their stadium out in Peoria. Royals, Angels, so the Angels and Split Squad. So who knows where Mike Trout's going to be? We'll try to figure that out. Dodgers, Giants, and Reds, Indians. Full Cactus League slate. And if you haven't already, you need to get yourself out to Arizona for Cactus League spring training. Follow your favorite baseball team. 10 stadiums, 15 MLB teams, and best of all, perfect weather. 75 degree temps. The sun will be shining on you as you drink a cold one and take in Major League Baseball. And it doesn't just stop there. Great restaurants, breweries all around the place. My personal fave, Four Peaks. Also check out Angel's Trumpet, Alehouse, Goldwater Brewing Company. There is no shortage on breweries around Arizona. It's also the Great State 48, known for its incredible landscapes. You are just minutes away from great hikes. If you want to stay in town in Phoenix, go up Camelback. Dude, it's beautiful. Echo Side, uh, you know, or Choya, you're going to have a blast getting up and down there. As well, you could just head up to Sedona, check out the Red Rocks, or go even further north and check out all that Flagstaff has to offer. It's great for the kids. Bring the family, because the family-friendly resorts offer plenty of fun for kids all ages. If you're in a cold climate, area right now 
the kids can put on the old swimmies, the swimsuit, and get in and hang out in the pool because that's just enough. That's all you need, really. But it's perfect weather. Baseball all around you. Make sure to plan your spring training getaway today. Visit Arizona.com slash spring training. Visit Arizona.com slash spring training. I really want to reiterate that the things that uh, we sometimes find annoying about Tyra Matthew are also the things that make him great. Like I said, he's the ultimate chip on his shoulder guy. And whatever it is, if that's what drives him, then sure. And if that's at the expense of being petty towards the organization, I think he needs to give more credit to as far as helping him become the player he is and the Super Bowl champion that he is, that's a fact, uh, then fine. It's at the expense, I think, at some point he'll realize the error of his ways. But if it's driving him, if if he needs that chip and he needs to be this, you know, this salt factory, then that's fine. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's take a look next uh, in the next few minutes at some of the prospects that the Arizona Cardinals absolutely should eye come next week's NFL Scouting Combine. I'm so excited that we're finally here. Some people get they, they don't like the draft combine. They'll make fun of it. And I'll, t- I'll do it tongue-in-cheek, but I love it. Uh, you know, as far as the, the, the tool that it presents us, I, I certainly I don't think it helps the majority of the prospects there, but I think it's it does propel some of them from fringe prospects to big-time prospects and takes some guys that are in the conversation as a top-10 pick and potentially – uh, the Cardinals could eye at eight. It it could legitimately take them out of the conversation. But uh, well, let's talk about a guy that was drafted in the first round by the Arizona Cardinals um, in 2015, a guy that needed a red shirt year. He's played four seasons in the NFL because he didn't play a single snap in his rookie year, DJ Humphreys. He signs a three-year, uh, $45 million deal with the Arizona Cardinals. $29 million is guaranteed. Uh, according to Kent Summers, who deep dived this contract, and a lot of us, including myself, earlier this week, was okay. That's that's pretty team friendly for the Cardinals. They're uh, they are not heavily invested uh, in a position that is on the open market. They would have probably had to pay more, or had to take uh, what would be deemed or viewed as a uh, a downgrade at the position at you know a very important position. For each and every NFL franchise, the left tackle position, especially for a right-handed quarterback, because it's his blind side, obviously. But uh, Kent Summers, he dug deep. And in his first season, in the 2020 season, DJ Humphreys is going to have $12.8 million against the salary cap, which is fine, right? And if he were to pay poorly, the team, what we thought, they could just cut him after one season, and it would only carry $1.6 million in dead money in 2021. But that was initially reported. His 2021 salary of $15.1 million, which obviously escalates, was only guaranteed for injury and full, it would become fully guaranteed in March of 2021. But Summers is reporting something completely different, and it holds a lot more weight now because Humphrey's deal, sources say his second-year salary, that $15.1 million guaranteed, it becomes fully guaranteed next month. Actually, a month from today, March 21st, 2020. So it's not as team-friendly as you would think. It's pretty much two years guaranteed for DJ Humphreys. 
So the team is not going to be in a good spot. They can't just say if DJ Humphreys goes through the 2020 season, much like you know the supporting data shows for his career, if he gets hurt and he can't go, unlike the 2019 season and play all 16 games, then the Cardinals are kind of SOL because they're locked in. If 2022 comes around and things aren't working for whatever reason, injuries, he's not as you know effective. He's not as solid as he was in 2019 where he only is accounted for two of the Cardinals' 50 sacks that the offensive line surrendered. It would just be $800,000 charge in dead money against the Caps. The Cap. So DJ Humphreys gets two years of guaranteed money and then could potentially hit free agency again at the age of 29, maybe cash in one more time. So the Arizona Cardinals, uh, what was once initially tabbed as a team-friendly deal, not so much. Not so much, but here's, here's the, here is the deal. For the 2020 season, the Cardinals, they don't have to really look at the left tackle position. They don't have to go break the bank on guys. Like we mentioned, like I've mentioned since, the free agent crop of tackles are all guys that are basically older than DJ Humphreys outside of Jack Conklin from Tennessee. And guys that have similar penalty numbers as, as DJ Humphreys and worse uh, sacks given up numbers than DJ Humphreys. This was this was probably the best deal for the Cardinals. And as far as the franchise tag number was concerned for the tackle position, it would cost what DJ Humphreys is going to receive in his second season guaranteed and $15.1 million guaranteed. So, yeah, it doesn't look as team-friendly as initially thought because that second year becomes pretty much guaranteed right off the bat a month from today. But I think that the Cardinals did the best they could do with given, you know, outside of maybe looking at trade potential, you know, trade possibilities uh, or the free agent market, which is not that impressive. It's not really going like you're rarely going to see a franchise left tackle hit the free agent market. It's just reality NFL. It's such an uber important position for each franchise, especially with how much they're paying quarterbacks to protect them. I'm Bo Brock. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's time to gear it up. Time to really get this thing going. The NFL scouting combine. We've we've glazed over some prospects, but who are the legit prospects that the Arizona Cardinals need to be eyeing, paying special close attention to, especially with the eighth overall pick? In next week's NFL Scouting Combine, I'll give you the names. They're the usual suspects. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. As Cactus League fires up, of course, you want to check into all our Locked On MLB podcast, especially with all this drama going on around the Houston Astros. And if most, hopefully most of them are just burying the Astros, and hopefully most of them are burying Rob Manfred, the commissioner of the MLB. So tune into all those great podcasts here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Bo Brock. It's Locked On Cardinals. The uh, Arizona Cardinals and their brain trust, Steve Keim, I believe head coach Cliff Kingsbury will be there. uh, Most of their scouting department will be on hand in Indianapolis next week. But which prospects are the Arizona Cardinals legitimately going to be eyeing with the eighth overall pick? Say, you know, the... With the idea that they are going to stick and pick, and they should because they need an impact maker. Well, if they're going to trade, they need to trade up. They don't need to trade down. I mean, if they can get two first round picks, then now now we can have that discussion. But let's just say they're sticking and picking at eight. 
And when you look at most mock drafts, I think you can take out the Sharpies and pretty much say that Joe Burrow is going to go number one. And then you've got uh, Chase Young, the talented, the consensus top talent in this NFL draft, going two to Washington. Then the real draft begins. Then you start to see that uh, at number three, the Detroit Lions are sitting there. Could they trade down? Could they stick and pick? Would they take a talented defensive back like Jeffrey Okuda? You got teams like the Panthers and the Dolphins that could potentially move up for a quarterback. Three quarterbacks potentially. In Benjamin Solik's last mock draft for the Draft Network, he had four quarterbacks going before the Arizona Cardinals pick at eighth overall. But he also has a trade in there where the Panthers moved up to take two up. Giants at four. A lot of times we're seeing the Giants pick a player protecting their second-year quarterback, Daniel Jones. They've got Jedrick Wills, who's right now the consensus top tackle. We'll see what next week the combine yields as far as results and what kind of prospect he really is, what kind of uh, drills he's willing to participate in. Uh, you've got the Dolphins, who uh, could probably would go quarterback at that you know at the fifth overall position. Uh, but let's get into the, who the Cardinals legitimately could eye at eight. If a guy like Jeffrey Okuda slips, um, a lot of people have him. I think Mel Kuyper had Okuda as their as the second best prospect in this draft overall. You know, when when position is not a factor, Jeffrey Okuda, outside of his teammate at Ohio State, Chase Young, he's your number two prospect. He compares him very comparable to Patrick Peterson. So why not? You know, with Patrick Peterson eyeing thirty years old. Why not bring in his his successor as your next lockdown corner? That would be awesome. Is Okuda going to remain on the board? Likely not. Uh, Another player on here that the Arizona Cardinals need to really take a a solid, hard look at is Derek Brown, the interior defensive lineman from Auburn. Love him there. Turn him on YouTube. Watch his, uh, his highlight reel. And you'll see a big man make plays that you don't see outside of maybe, you know, Aaron Donald for the LA Rams. The Arizona Cardinals absolutely need to solidify the interior of their defensive line. It would sure up pass lanes, rush lanes, I should say, for Chandler Jones. And the Arizona Cardinals, I, I mean, that would, it would give them uh, an edge as far as, and, and Jody for the drive on, on Fox Sports 910, he wants them to solidify the lines. If you, if you look at any of the teams that are anything, any, in the conversation, it seems like year in and year out in the Final Four in the, in the NFL, uh, they have solid offensive and defensive lines. So this would be a big step in the right direction for the Arizona Cardinals. Also, when you look at uh, staying real quick on the defensive side of the football, Isaiah Simmons, I love this linebacker, his versatility. Steve Kime has been known to love versatility. Um, that's why they've taken players uh, you know, like uh, Hassan Reddick, who hasn't necessarily worked out, but you know, Buda Baker, Tyra Matthew, we talked about him, him earlier in this uh, episode. They like versatile players. They take offensive linemen like Mason Cole, guys that can play multiple positions on the line. They like that versatility. And I say Simmons is like that with on steroids. Zayon Buchanan, that's a name that uh, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up. He played from safety to playing linebacker. Isaiah Simmons, could his coverage skills are awesome. Um, for for linebacker, and uh, I, I'd love to see him potentially fit into this Arizona Cardinals defense. Those are your defensive players. DJ Humphreys resigned, but there are four legitimate tackle prospects in this draft, starting with Jedrick Wills. 
if he makes his way down, if he slides down the board, because we said three to four quarterbacks go off the board before the Cardinals select. Mekhi Becton out of Louisville. Andrew Thomas, who was once the top tackle uh, prospect in this draft. You know, you've got a guy in um, in, Trist, in, in uh, Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa that's a big-time tackle prospect. So the Arizona Cardinals could certainly bolster their offensive line with a talented crop of tackle prospects, and then if you, if you want to get if you want to get into uh, looking at the weapons, I think that the Cardinals absolutely need you know they not absolutely I, I wish that they would shy away from this. I think it's a talented wide receiver group this year, and taking one of the top guys, especially at eighth overall, that's a luxury pick that the Cardinals can't afford right now. C.D. Lamb, of course, played with Kyler Murray. Jerry Judy, in my opinion, is the best wide receiver prospect in the draft. His uh, his teammate Henry Ruggs III is intriguing as well. Uh, if you're looking at, and I, I kind of admit it, these guys, but you should look at a couple of these uh, these other defensive players. I mean, we should still stay looking at cornerbacks. Christian Fulton out of LSU. Take a look at him next week. Um, Chasen, of course, out of LSU as well. Uh, very intriguing prospects. Cardinals need to be in there. And, and one of my personal favorites, I think that the Arizona Cardinals, staying with LSU, uh, they absolutely, and, and if he's able to slip to maybe the second round, I just like his leadership, um, is is a guy out of LSU that, that was very, you know, as far as the defensive side of the football was instrumental in their success, is Grant Delpit. I would just love to see the Cardinals get him and somehow afford him, and it probably wouldn't be the eighth overall pick. It would be probably a stretch, but he'd be an interesting guy to watch his combine because I think a lot of scouts and a lot of NFL front offices are trying to figure out if his game translates to the NFL level. But I think he's going to be a player. I think he's going to be an impact maker. It's Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'll be back with you on Monday. Enjoy the weekend. I don't know what you're doing. Are you watching XFL games? Hopefully you're getting out to spring training. And if you haven't already, book your trip to Arizona Spring Training, Cactus League Spring Training. Visit Arizona.com slash Spring Training. That's visit Arizona.com slash Spring Training. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you guys on Monday.